and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the aid of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that attentive to your word, we may confess our sins, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another as we cry out for God to have, and Christ to have mercy on us. join together. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. Uphold us by your Spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life, to the honor and glory of your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hey, Justin, can I pause you for a second? We got to hear this part. <laughs> as excited as I am to gather gladly. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. God of compassion, you welcome the wayward, and you embrace us all in your mercy. By your baptism, clothe us with garments of your grace and feed us at the table of your love through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I invite you to be seated and for our kids to come up at this time. Good morning. I'm a kid too, you know, I'm up here. Pastor Jonathan called the kids up. Yeah, come on, have a seat. Yes, we're all kids. That's right. Oh my gosh, you just, that's, the, that's what we're talking about today. So today... Grandpa's our kids too? Yeah, right. So today we're talking about a story that we know is called the prodigal son. The story of the prodigal son. You know that story, yeah. So if you know that story, you know that one day there was a young man who came to his dad and said, Dad, I'm gonna run away. And the dad said, okay. And the son said, but I need some money because I'm gonna be far away from you and I need to be able to buy food and stuff like that. So the dad said, okay, okay here's some money. I'm gonna miss you, but here's some money. No. Not really. <laughs> well, so the young man runs away and he wastes all of his money on a party. On a party. You guys should be doing the children's sermon. You know this better than me. <laughs> So he has a bunch of parties, and pretty soon he has no money left to buy food, which is bad. So then he goes to live with the sheep, pigs, 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 right. Right, they did. But you know what? He didn't get any food for himself. So pretty soon, the young man was really hungry. Yeah, he lied down and said, what was I thinking? I'm gonna go back to my dad. <laughs> who, who is this little person? Where's the parents of this little person? Right there. Nice, well done, well done. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so, hey, so tell me this. So when he comes back to his dad, what does his dad do? Throws a party. He throws a party because he found him. Yes. And he gives him Yes. 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 Wait, no, I don't think that's the right story, though. Yeah, no, she's got it. Yeah, it is. Yes, yes. But then the brother's mad. The other brother's mad, right? He says, Dad... This guy ran away and wasted all of our money, and now you're giving him a party. That doesn't no. seem fair. No, he, w he was like, Dad, I did everything you wanted to yes. do. Yes. Right, right. But here's the moral of the, not the moral of the story. Here is the good news of this story, is that the father loved them both, no matter what, right? So I want to do something fun to help us remind us that just like that father loved those two sons, no matter what, God also loves us, no matter what. Okay, so we're going on a little field trip. Are you ready? Okay, it's really far, come on. Right here, 
Here's our field trip. Yeah. So in the waters of baptism, when you are baptized, you are a child of God. And one of the things they do is they actually use oil, but we're going to use water today. Is they dip their finger in. Riley, can I borrow you for a minute? Yes, and you have no bangs. Right. And we say, <laughs> Riley, you are a blessed and beloved child of God. Isn't that neat? He doesn't. Let's do that to you, too. You are a blessed and beloved child of God. So here's what we're going to do. Stick your finger in. Get it wet. All right? Yes. And then say, I am a blessed and beloved child of God. That's right. And you could do that to your friends, too, right? You could turn to your friends. You are a blessed and beloved child of God. Exactly. Well, you could ask them. You could say, can I, can I bless you? So here's what you're going to do when you go back to your seats. Get your fingers wet. You're going to turn to somebody, right? You get to do PJ. That's right. <laughs> and you get to say to them, you are a blessed and beloved child of God. All right? And every morning when you wash your face and you get it wet, you can do that to yourself. Right? Yes. You can do it to your mom. Yeah. I bet your mom would love that. All right, thanks you guys for coming up. The first reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter five. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if, anyone is in, in, so if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against him and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The word of the Lord. Summer drought. Then I acknowledge. 
acknowledged my sin to you, my guilt I did not hide. I said, I will confess my sins to God, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful people pray to you in times of trouble. When the great flood water rises, it shall not come near them. You are a hiding place for me. You will preserve me from times of trouble. You will surround me with shouts of deliverance. Understanding, whose course must be checked with bit and bridle. Many pains are in store for the wicked, but whoever trusts in God is surrounded by steadfast love. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 15th chapter. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and scribes were grumbling and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them? So he told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, father, give me the share of my property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs, he would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare, but here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against you, against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. 
Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you were always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. I want to invite you today to ponder a question with me. Who are you? Who are you? You are your name, for sure, but beyond your name, I want you to take a minute and think about what creates your identity. We are awash in ways to define ourselves. Maybe it's your job. Are you a teacher or a sailor? a secretary, a police officer, an engineer. Maybe you're busy in retirement, busier than when you were working. Maybe it's where you live or where you come from. Maybe you're a fifth grader or a sophomore or a kindergartner. Maybe you're a spouse or a boyfriend, a mom, a pet lover, an uncle, a daughter, a grandma. Better yet, on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter, we define who we are. What's your favorite filter or your favorite emoji? Have you changed your profile pic lately? In today's gospel from the book of Luke, the identities of the three people are defined more simply. A younger son, an older son, and a father. In this story, the younger son comes to the father and asks for his inheritance. It's an unusual request, because most of the time, when a child inherits something from a parent, the parent is dead. In the case of this younger son, then, this request is almost offensive. It's as if he's saying, you are dead to me. Now, give me what I'm due. It's interesting, then, that the father says, okay, I'll divide 
what I have between your brother and you. The younger son goes away to a faraway country and wastes this inheritance, as our young friend said, on a party, on a whole bunch of parties. And he ends up feeding somebody else's pigs because there is a famine in that country. Starving and far from home, this younger son decides that if he apologizes and begs for mercy, his father may take him back, at least as a hired hand, anyway. So the younger son makes his way home and is greeted lovingly by his father, who throws a party to celebrate his return. His older brother, however, is not as thrilled with this turn of events. In fact, he's bitter and angry and jealous, probably, that his father is celebrating this brother who's wasted their family's inheritance. These brothers, then, try on a variety of identities in this story. The younger brother becomes a scoundrel who wastes and squanders and is then, maybe, sincerely, maybe not, repentant. The older brother is dutiful and steadfast, but then becomes jealous and angry and bitter when he perceives unfairness. In taking up these behaviors, these roles, the brothers forget who they are. They lose sight of their identity, that they are children of a father who obviously loves without limits and whose generosity knows no bounds. This father gives his sons their inheritance before he is dead. And in our text for today, the Greek word for what the father gives the son is bios. You don't have to be a science major to figure out what that means, probably. Life. This father divides his life between his sons. And then, after his younger son leaves home and runs away, this father waits anxiously, scanning the horizon for this child of his, watching for this familiar figure to appear. And when this son does, the father runs to him, arms open wide, robes flapping in the wind behind him as he scampers across the desert. His heart is beating in his chest, his stomach doing flips of joy at his son's return. This is the same father who returns home to find his older son fuming and bitter. He hears this son's anger and again responds in love. Son, he says, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. All that is mine, all my life is yours. This father, this loving father, meets his sons where they are. He watches them falter and fail, allows them to make mistakes, and then picks them up, dusts them off, and tells them he loves them. Provides for them no matter what. This father doesn't forget. He doesn't hesitate. Even when he watches these boys go off and live life and do stupid things and get caught up in things that aren't important and who forget who they are. If you're a parent out there, that probably sounds familiar. Their father does not forget. They are his beloved children 
made in his image and blessed by him. This is a love that is hard to grasp. This is hard to get our minds around. In our world of transactional love, of in, the in crowd and the out crowd, of winners and losers, this holy mystery of love doesn't add up. It doesn't compute. Or does it? When my daughter Caroline was about seven, she and I were engaged in our nightly bedtime routine. Each night before bed, we told each other we, how much we loved each other. I love you, I would say. I love you more, she would say. I love you times a thousand. I love you times a million. And on and on until one night, I thought I was being smart, I came up with a new twist. I love you times infinity. She stopped. Wait a minute, what's infinity? I said, well, infinity goes on and on and on. There's no beginning, there's no end. It's endless. Just can't be measured. Well, she sat there for a minute. And a triumphant smile came across her face, and she said, well, I love you, infinity, in God's time. <laughs> yeah. At the first service, Greg said, burn. <laughs> I said, yes, yes. Somewhere along the way, including in this place with all of you, Caroline had come to understand God and God's love as endless, as something too big to measure or to be confined by time. Infinity. This is the love of God. This is the love of God for the younger son, for the older son, for you. Infinity. So today we heard about two boys who forget. Who forget who they are and whose they are. And we hear about their father who never forgot and who never gave up and who loved infinity in God's time. This parable is known as the prodigal son, which is a fine and dandy name. I've heard it given a lot of other names over the years. The parable of the loving father, the parable of the lost son. Today I am so bold as to add to that list and call it the parable of lost identity. This story is for those two boys and this story is for you. You are the child of a loving father, just as our friend said this morning in the children's sermon, they're all children too. Yes, she's right. You are the child of a loving father. Yes, your identities are still defined by Facebook and Snapchat and by your job and by your spouse maybe or by the, the pet that you love and your, where you live and where you come from. You are all of those things. And you might even be the child of a parent who couldn't always see your belovedness, who couldn't always love you in the way that you needed to be loved. But in this parable on this day, I want to make sure that you hear this. Your identity is rooted and found in this loving God 
who washed you in the waters of baptism and who clothed you in Christ's righteousness. You are met at this communion rail every week in the bread and the wine of a God who loves you, who gives you identity over and over and over infinity. Your identity rests in who you are and whose you are. Children of the heavenly creator, made in God's image, blessed and beloved. You are loved infinity in God's time. Amen. Let us confess our faith in a loving God who welcomes us home. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and he will come to judge the living and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray now for the whole people of God everywhere and all people according to their need. God, our Father, we give you thanks that in the midst of our broken lives and world, you claim us and tell us without a doubt who we are and whose we are. We belong to you, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Healing Christ, we pray that your grace would wash over the people and the land as we lift up those recovering from Cyclone Idai in Mozambique, Malawi, and Zimbabwe, and many in the Midwest who are seeing the rich soil from family farms washing away in floodwaters. Let your grace abound in their lives and recovery. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Holy Spirit, heal the broken relationships in our world. Lead us to do the hard and holy work of fostering brotherhood and sisterhood, especially among those with whom we differ. Never let us believe that violence in your name is our call, nor that of any faith community on earth. Heal Christians and Muslims especially as they reel from recent violence against one another. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Lord God, we ask that you would continue to watch over those who are on the Israel trip from this place, and that you would watch over that uh, country and those surrounding it, that you would give your peace. We pray also that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit, that this trip may be one where they can see you as they walk in your son's footsteps. Lord, in your mercy. Loving God, we pray that you would bring your healing to those in our community. We especially remember Norm Kunkel as he is in hospice care. We pray for baby Emerson Ewings recovering from surgery. Pray for Joanne as she's recovering from a fall. We also lift up those who are recovering from, or who are facing cancer, for Gary and Dave and Gail and Jim and Ron and Kathy and Carol and others. And we pray for those who are deployed and their families here at home. Eric, Megan, Jared, Andrew, David, and others. Lord, we continue to pray for many in our midst and now offer those whom we, uh, that are on our hearts aloud. Sam, Jamie, Malachi. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Into your arms of love, O God, we commend all for whom we pray, people and places, your whole creation, trusting in your reconciling and transforming and saving mercy that you have shown us through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of our Lord be with you all. Please share that peace with one another.
There you go. Oops. All right. Well, please, as we're sharing this community time, pass these, the friendship booklets along to note your presence here with us in worship. If you're a guest of ours today, that's a great place to note some more information. Um, you can do that there in the ministry card so that we can just simply send you a letter of, of thanks or an email of thanks for worshiping with us this day and make that, that connection. We will not spam you. We'll just say thank you for being with us and being part of this today. Um, Want to note also there's a lot going on in the Beacon, certainly a lot coming up uh, in our ministry life together through this Lent and coming into the Easter season. Uh, also ways to kind of connect and get involved and volunteer or offer prayers on the ministry card as well. That's kind of what that's for is to turn in and to, and to keep connected. Want to highlight a few things in that uh, Beacon. First of all, this is the... Um, last day to be able to sign up for the Financial Peace University. Uh, it's a great way to just look at really deeply and faithfully your stewardship. A lot of times we don't co connect that part of our lives necessarily to our faith, and this is a, an eye-opening way to do it. I know both pastors are encouraging me to take it as well um, because of, of, of how great it's been in their lives. Also, um, we are accepting wrapped candy and also Easter eggs. They can, the Easter eggs can be used, but the candy needs to be wrapped, of course, uh, for the Easter egg hunt on Easter Sunday. There'll be different ages doing that, so a note to parents as well that we'll have um, uh, different groups of kids going out and, and doing that hunt together on Easter. Um, all right, azalea donations also for Easter um, to kind of beautify the sanctuary that we do. Uh, those, that money, if you're going to do that in remembrance of somebody or just celebrating or just to do it, you get to take them home after anyway. So, uh, but that needs to be in by April 14th in order for us to get that order in time. And then there was no Sunday school this week, but at the end of spring break next Sunday, we will have Sunday school for all ages once again. Last thing, Christ in Our Home devotionals. Those are devotion books that you can take home, large print and small. Uh, grab those because it starts up again um, in this, uh, for this one uh, tomorrow, for the April one. All right. With that, then, want to welcome those who are guests. Uh, if you'd like to be introduced or introduce yourself, we would certainly welcome that now. So anybody we can welcome over here. Okay, how about this way? Okay, how about over here? Okay, all right. Then we continue with our pledges and offerings.
Let us pray. God, our provider, you have not fed us with bread alone, but with words of grace and love. Bless us and these your gifts, which we receive from your bounty, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. You call your people to cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the coming Easter feast, that renewed in the gift of baptism, we may come to the fullness of your grace. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and blessed it and gave it to his disciples and said to them, take and drink of this. This for you is for the forgiveness of your sins, for the forgiveness of the sins of the world. Drink of it in remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your love and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God has prepared a feast and welcomed us home to be who we are. I invite you to be seated and come forward as you're invited to the table.
invite you to pray with me as this meal goes out from this place to those who cannot be with us. Loving God, we pray both for Rene Nicholson and Jerry Gray as this meal goes to them. May they know their connection to you and to us in your name. Amen. And please rise as you're able. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
are grace-filled. Go in peace and serve the Lord.